Hello there. Today, we'll choose a plug-in EV for a family let down by their Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV, an EV to fit a 180-mile commute, and an affordable EV for a Portland person with good ground clearance. Welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we answer your EV buying questions. This is episode number 12. I'm Dominic Yoni, host of the YouTube channel Drive Electric with Dominic, and I am joined today by Martin Lee from the EV News Daily Podcast and Tom Malogny, Senior Editor at Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge. Now, if you're looking for your own battery bargains, email us a couple of short paragraphs with Find My EV in the subject line and tell us about your use case and budget, and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so let's kick this off with our first case for today. Uh, and to be transparent, we've paraphrased these uh, emails a little bit to for length and clarity. So you guys ready to spend somebody else's money? Here we go. Let's All go. Right. I currently drive an EQS 450 plus SUV that I bought after numerous reviews by Kyle and other auto journalists, which replaced a 2013 GL 450 I had for nine years and drove about 180,000 miles. I live in Phoenix Metro and average about 30 miles of commute on a daily basis for work and other activities. Our family loves to travel and we road trip a lot to Las Vegas, San Diego and Los Angeles. In total, we do about 20 trips a year. Our first ever EV trip to San Diego, that's about uh, 355 miles. Uh, First trip to San Diego was nothing short of devastating in terms of charging. Our vehicle was stranded in Yuma, Arizona around midnight where Electrify America dispensers would not charge my EQS after multiple calls to both EA and Mercedes me. The vehicle had to be put on a flatbed and towed back to home and Mercedes-Benz service said it was a vehicle issue. Uh, we have we have toddlers, and this experience put us in a position where a full EV might not be our cup of tea. So given our circumstance, we would like to part ways with the EQS, and would you be able to recommend a vehicle that has at least 30 miles of all-electric range for local commute and then gasoline for long distances? We're a family of five plus a Labrador, and a six-seater is minimum for us. We have a budget of around $90,000. Thanks and regards, Krishna. All right. So this is a, quite a situation here going on. Uh, Tom, I don't know. Uh, they're not happy with their Mercedes EQS SUV. I guess it broke down on them in the middle of like a, a big trip. And that's kind of a shook their shook their um, their confidence, I guess, in the brand. Because they, previous to this, I believe the city had, right, he had the 2013 GL 450 for for nine years and 180,000 miles. It didn't break down, right? They just couldn't charge. Uh, well, it, it, it couldn't charge because uh, because it was, was a vehicle issue. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it sounds like it was a vehicle issue, which, you know, is kind of like the vehicle breaking down, which can happen on any type of vehicle. It's I think it's unfortunate that it was related to charging because that's probably going to, um, you know, hurt your confidence in EVs besides your confidence in Mercedes. Uh, you know, I, I hate to see you leave the full electric. You could have bought a brand new gasoline uh, Mercedes and had the same issue on the road trip. Uh, like I said, it sounded like it wasn't really a, a, a charging problem. It was a physical problem with the with the vehicle. In any event, if you've made up your mind, you're going to get rid of the the, the EQS SUV you're, you're, and you don't want uh, the electric vehicle anymore. You just want a hybrid. 
Uh, to me, the only thing that really fits all your use cases, and also, um, it sounds like you're a premium vehicle owner, would be the Volvo XC90 Recharge. I think it's a perfect fit for you. It's got more than 30 miles of electric range. Uh, it's within your budget. I think it starts at like $72,000. It's a seven-seat, three-row vehicle. I'm really like an SUV, more of like a big station wagon, like crossover type vehicle. Um, uh, and uh, I actually know somebody that has one and absolutely loved it. Uh, so that would be my way for you to go if you're really going to get out of the uh, electric vehicle. And uh, the, the, the funny thing is I steer people towards electric vehicles so they don't have problems because EVs are, are so simple uh, that they're, they're apt to have less physical breakdown and problems than a gasoline version, certainly less than plug-in hybrids, because with plug-in hybrids, now you have two complete propulsion systems that you need to service and that has extra parts that could even have a greater chance of breaking down. So, uh, you know, I, I think it just got a lemon with the EQS SUV, and it's, it's unfortunate that that has shaken your confidence in electric vehicles in general. This XC90 recharge is pretty nice, though, I got to say. It is. Yeah. Um, Martin, you have any, any suggestions? Any, uh, like Tom was saying, there's not a whole lot in the way of three row plug-in hybrids in this sort of realm, right? Mm, three row. Why does it have to be three row? Did he, I miss that he, bit of the he email? Needs, he, he needs a, a six seater. They've got a, a family of five plus a Labrador retriever, mm. a dog. Okay. Yep. There's not a huge amount you can get um, that's a plug-in hybrid with the six seats if you don't need the, if you don't need six seats if you can make do with a five you know a five seat luxury executive car there's loads and loads of choice like the mercedes s-class the 580e that's a plug-in hybrid that has the ccs connector on as well and the s580e has uh something like 60 miles of wltp range maybe that's 40 on epa it's a big old battery in that but again, it's not a three-row for you. You get the Mercedes, uh, sorry, the BMW 7 Series plug-in hybrid. Smaller battery, 20-something kilowatt-hour pack in that. But still, yeah, I, I totally, um, I, all the time I was thinking about it, whilst Tom was speaking, like, what, what, what am I going to say next? Um, I'd miss that you need the three rows. And so Tom's exactly right. It's the it's the Volvo or, hey, it's the Volvo. <laughs> There's not too much, not too much else. Anything that um, BMW do, and the i5 isn't going to be, um, sorry, uh, the X5 plug-in hybrid is not going to be big enough for you, really, or pre maybe not premium enough for you. Yeah, yeah it's it, only 5C, it, too. The XC, yeah. the, the, the X5, I think it's uh, E-Drive 45E, I think it is. Right. The, that's the plug-in hybrid. That has good range, too. I think it's over 30 miles, and um, I think it's a great vehicle, but it's only going to be a five-seater. Oh, so that's man. not going to tech that box for him. Does the X7 yeah, come in a plug-in really hybrid? I don't know. No. Don't know. Let's have a look. I'm uh, not seeing one. I think there's rumors of one. It looks like mild, mild hybrid in 2023. Yeah, mm. so I don't think so. So I've kind of similar similar vein as Tom here. Uh, looking around, there's not too many three-row uh, SUVs. Uh, there's the Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in uh, plug-in uh, hi hybrid electric vehicle mm. that gets 38 miles of all electric range, but the the, the third row is, is very small, cramped, uh, from what I understand. And also, it's a Mitsubishi. It's a little bit uh, way out of actually the league that you generally mm. are 
or usually used to playing in. So I'm not sure if that's a great match. There's also the Mazda CX-90 plug-in hybrid. I believe the Mazda CX-90 has actually got some good reviews on it. I'm not sure about the plug-in hybrid version of it, but it only has 26 miles of all-electric range, so you'd definitely be burning gas when you're uh, on your commute. So, yeah, the Volvo XC90 hybrid, 32 miles of all-electric range, is the only you know, is really the answer for this particular question. Unless, you know, personally, I think you should maybe keep your EQS SUV. I'm not sure what the exact problem is. If Mercedes is not super confident they can fix it with, you know, 100% reliability, maybe consider, I don't know, BMW iX. Also great range. And because uh, you need a six seater though. The uh, iX isn't a three row, Don. Oh, that's true. Right. Thank you. Um, Rivian, but that's above 90. Is that above 90, Rivian? Yeah, I'm, well, the dual motor with the the large pack, I think, is below 90. I'm pretty sure it is. with the, but Yeah, it, it's below 90. But, um, I, again, right. you know, it seems like he doesn't want an EV anymore. I know we, we could, we right, could keep right. pushing him, but it sounds like he made up his mind and he's going to go back to the training wheels for a little bit. I understand that training because wheels. if you've got a young family and you've sure. been in, in a situation at midnight where you're frantically on the phone to mm-hmm. all involved and your car won't charge, I, it always comes back to me. Um, and it was this time it was the car. Um, but uh, uh, somebody I, I met, one of the CEOs of a big charging network says you wouldn't believe how many times it is the car and people blame the charging network. And it, it often is the network. But he yeah. said, you've just spent $100,000 on, on a premium vehicle. And this was he, I, he was talking to me about a Tycon that wouldn't charge once. And it just got a new firmware update wouldn't work with their brand of charges. They did. It was a simple fix. It was all sorted. But the owner was complaining, saying, your chargers don't work or, you know, your network doesn't work. So hang on, no, it's the car, but you try and explain to someone who just spent a hundred grand on their shiny new toy. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. It's it's your chargers. And so I understand that. And, you know, when the supercharger network opens up, when the NAC standard is there, when you can use, use all the Tesla chargers as well, that aren't in banks of four or six where two of them aren't working, when there's there's 40 or 50 of them at supercharger stations or more sometimes, then I would urge you to, once the pain is gone, um, think about it again and, and reconsider because you've given up a, a, a beautiful vehicle, but I understand it completely if you're there and it let you down, which I'm, so, I'm sorry about as well. You know, I was just thinking about the, because uh, I was just thinking about the long distances that they, they travel. And uh, I know the plug-in hybrid is what they want and all, all that, but just like, if you want to just take one more chance on, a, on an electric electric uh, SUV, the Lucid Gravity would, might be a good fit for these like 372 mile road trips, like to LA. But Don, yeah, that would be ready for more than a year. Yeah, is that more so, than a year? Yeah, out? Okay. yeah. I mean, they're okay, saying a year that. out, which means more than a year. It oh, sounds like this, this guy needs a, a car now. So, right. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll work. All right. It's it's the same as also premium because there's also the there's also the VW multivan. My brother just ordered the new multivan for 2024 plug-in hybrid. They do they like to drive across Europe and go skiing and stuff like that. So a full electric just wasn't for him yet. Right. He'd he'd have loved an ID Buzz, but that's not in his price range. Um, right. And it's a little too small till the long wheelbase arrives. But again, it's a shame we're talking about real premium vehicles here because something like a multi a VW multivan, if you get that, I'm not sure you get it where you are, but I don't think um, that'd be available here, Martin. Not, yeah, it's a real shame because uh, again plug-in hybrid and yet you got the backup of the engine so oh man difficult isn't it yeah right. but we should move along to our next uh next letter our next case comes to us from bob 
he sent us this email and says, hello, gentlemen. I live in the foothills of Northern California, where it can be over 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer. And in winter, it's usually between 30 and 50 degrees Fahrenheit with lots of uh, rain and occasional snow. My commute for the next two to three years is absurd. Uh, absurd. 180 miles round trip three days a week and 110 miles round trip one other day. But my mileage will drop off dramatically after the next few years with a possible change in employment. All told, I'm driving about around 35,000 miles per year, so leasing won't work. I can charge at home, we have solar, and at work, but slowly, and also have pretty good public charging along my route, including a couple of Tesla superchargers and charge point sites. I don't need high performance, but decent safety, tech, and audio are important, especially adaptive cruise control. My wife and I will soon be empty nesters, so I don't need a huge vehicle, but we are active people and enjoy occasional road trips with a few days of luggage and a couple bikes. A vehicle that could help as a backup battery would be fantastic, would be a fantastic cherry on top, but that's not a deal breaker. I'm okay with buying a new CPO or used. I do like the designs from Hyundai, Kia, and Volvo. And except for the UI issues, I like Volkswagen too. Uh, thanks in advance for any advice and thanks for all the fantastic content across all your channels. I am a frequent listener and viewer of you all, or of all of you. <laughs> Sincerely, Bob. Well, thanks for that, Bob. We appreciate it. Uh, so yeah. So Martin, let me hit you up first time. Give Tom a chance to see come up with something well the first thing that came to mind was the kia ev9 and then i thought well no you said you you don't need a massive vehicle and i thought actually it's massive for me and it's probably a tonka toy for you because american vehicles are so much bigger so actually you'd look at the ev9 and go oh cute a compact car um but it has got all yes so you get it with the captain seats in the back or they're gonna be empty nesters um you can get it with uh um a decent spec for not too much money it's gonna do 200 and low 200s on the highway, as Kyle found out recently. And then that comes with vehicle to home or vehicle to, yeah, not to grid, to home. So you got to buy a specific charger uh, or wall box, not wall box, but you know what I mean. And then you can properly do that. So that that sprung to mind. as a, If you like Hyundai and Kia and the interface and things like that, could be an interesting vehicle for you to look at. I believe it's either on sale now or coming. Very, you could at least order one. Which one's that? EV9. EV9, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Kyle got almost 300 miles out of that, I think. It went down below zero on his range test, his 70 mile an hour range test. I think he had the uh, hidden all wheel drive, uh, the top top trim right now, GT line. I think. It's I don't called. know why I thought it was sort of 230, 235. Maybe I need yeah. to rewatch that video. I didn't think it was as high as I that. I didn't see it yet, so I can't, I can't be the yeah. deciding vote here. It, it, it yeah. was almost EPA, but he was doing 70, apart from the last two or three miles where he was like 30 miles an hour with the light standoff. It was safe. Right. Um, uh, and I just, uh, you know, in neutral, rolling downhill, just trying to get to the charger. Right. It was otherwise at highway speeds, and it was almost EPA. So again, I think he a low-balling, they're, they're official EPA a little bit because to do that right. at 70 miles an hour, he had a real headwind at one point as well, um, is is exceptional, is very good. It's it's a very good vehicle and you can get energy from it. And um, yeah, you can load that with plenty of suitcases and put the, I don't know if you, you can probably get it with a tow bar, surely, or you can at least stick the bikes on the back and you're off and away. 
I was oh, going to yeah. also say that the you know the, the Volvo's probably not enough range. So the XC40 Recharge is a great vehicle, and its sister car, the Polestar 2. Efficiency kind of sucks on both of those. Performance is great. Much smaller vehicles, of course. And, um, yeah, but you do 200 and, you know, 180, 180 mile round trip. Although you can charge at either end, and that's important. Um, that makes it really big. If you've got destination charging in an EV, it does kind of change everything because you're just going to get to where you're going. But again, right. in low temperatures, as much as you might like the all-wheel drive of those two vehicles, you might be a little bit squeaky bum time making it to your destination sometimes. But uh, it's still worth considering. Squeaky what? What was that? You don't have that phrase? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Squeaky bum time. You know, a little bit yeah. nervous. Okay. Yeah. Like white knuckle bum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he just goes for the, they go for the other end of the anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> it's their, a British their thing. analogies. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so so I think I think Mark was along, going along the right uh, lines when he said EV9, but I'm going to stay in the Kia Hyundai group and say maybe – because um, you don't need a vehicle that big. Maybe like um, the Kia EV6 or the Hyundai Ioniq, they both do, uh, you know, vehicle to home also. So uh, you'd have that there. Um, uh, you also mentioned that you kind of like Volkswagen, but you're, you're, you don't have confidence in the software. The new ID4 is going to be coming out with uh, the software uh, 4.0, which I've had the opportunity to use. And uh, at least in the limited time that I've had an opportunity to use it, it performed fantastically. Now, Kyle's also used it extensively on a number of vehicles, and he feels the same way. It's a huge improvement over their existing software, you know, for, as far as how solid it is, how responsive it is. So, um, you know, you might be able to get an ID4 with the new 4.0 software, uh, and that's going to, you know, be relatively affordable vehicle compared to some of the other vehicles you look at. And you already mentioned you're in the you do like the Volkswagen brand. So now we've got, you know, EV6, Ionic 5, ID4, and I'll throw in another one just for the heck of it, uh, Tesla Model Y. Sounds like that would fit everything you need except for the vehicle to home. Uh, and the Volkswagen won't do the vehicle to home either. So, um, but it sounds like you also, you know, are hoping to get all these features and that everyone isn't exactly, you know, a deal breaker for you. If you're willing to, to not do the uh, vehicle to, to home, you, you know, the ID4 and maybe a, a Model Y could could work for you. But um, I think the, 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 those are going to be the vehicles that I would tell you to kind of look into um, the, the Kia Hyundai brands and ID4 and, and Model Y. And maybe even Ionic 6, actually, um, because if he's doing like that long commute, Ionic 6 has great range as well. I'm just not sure about putting bikes on it. You have to figure out, you know, a bike rack situation. And I'm not sure how much, again, with with those bikes in the back, how much that will cut in the range. Or, but maybe you don't need to go with like the full 180, whatever, 200 mile uh, round trips with the bikes on it anyway. So, but that's just another suggestion I thought, I thought I'd throw out there. But my personal choice, now looking over all the different things, I thought I'd go with this. Um, I don't know if you're a truck person, but maybe you could be because 320 miles of range with a big battery, uh, 2023 F-150 Lightning XLT. I believe, Tom, doesn't this still get the uh, – this is still eligible for some some of the federal incentive, right? Yeah, it's one, one of the only vehicles. There's only 14 all-electric vehicles that are currently – um, uh, qualifying for the, the federal tax credit in 2024. Um, way down, less than 50% of the vehicles uh, that were 
qualified last year, qualify now. Um, that could change uh, because all the manufacturers haven't submitted all their documents to the right. EPA, which I can't understand. They had a December 18th deadline. How could they not have everything submitted? But that's a discussion for another day. Um, so, yes, the Lightning does. And if you get uh, you can even get it with the extended range battery pack, but you basically can't get any other options. Uh, and it'll still be under the $80,000 cap if you get um, the standard range battery pack. Now you've got some wiggle room. You can you can get a bunch of options, but you're, you're going to lose 70 to 80 miles of range if you go with standard range. Um, you can save $10,000 also. Um, and uh, I've, you know, from what I've come to find with my Lightning, basically the worst range I could get out of it is a little over 200 miles with the extended range. And that's driving at, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour in five degree Fahrenheit temperatures, you know, driving to new from New Jersey to Vermont in the dead of winter, it still will go 200 miles. So, um, you know, that's, that, 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 that's about as bad as I could get it. And of course I could do, I could get it worse. I could drive 90 miles an hour into a headwind and, and it won't go quite as far, but um, if you're reasonable and you're trying to stretch your range, you can even slow down to say 65, 70 miles an hour. And I bet you in, in those conditions that I just mentioned, I could even go further, maybe 230, 235 miles of range. And in the warm weather, I, I get, you know, highway 260, 270 all around uh, daily driving 300 miles. So it's got a lot of range, but not everybody wants a big pickup truck, Dom. Um, but sure. if they do, if they're interested in that, um, I'll give you the vote of confidence for the Lightning. I, I love my Lightning. Um, I'm, you know, it's my daily driver, and uh, I'm very, very happy with it. See, that's what I had. I had you in mind when I made this suggestion because you said how much you like just driving like long distances in it, and he's yeah. going to be driving like long distances. So this has all the range he needs. He can leave at home if he, even if he doesn't fill up at work. He has got plenty of range to get back again. And uh, at home, if he has a 40, 40 amp uh, EVSC, a wall charger, like in the back of- uh, That's an there, 80 amp. 80 amp, right. Yeah, but if, yeah. if, if he just had the, the 40 amp, a 40 yeah. amp one, he, he could recharge 180 miles worth of distance in nine hours. So basically, you know, plug in at uh, eight o'clock at night and then by, you know, seven in the morning, I guess, whatever that is, you'd, you'd, you'd have enough, all, all these power you need to get back to to work. Um, yeah. And then also, of course, the, uh, the lightning also has the vehicle to load, but you could do it just with the, uh, with a plug, you know, from the thing, if you just wanted to plug into an extension cord, the, the, the cheap, quick, cheap way, or if you wanted to go through the expense of doing up the home intelligent power, like Tom has set up behind them there, that's an option, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Ford, one of the first to go with Tesla and the North American charging standard yeah. as well. Yeah. So that connector should be, it's weeks away now. Yeah. Um, February. So Rem removes mm -hmm. a lot of worries for charging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, I think that'd be a great vehicle, but up to, yeah. It and you get on deals on the lightning now because they're, you know, they're starting to have some inventory right. at the dealerships. So I'll um, drive. You, yeah. You can throw your bikes in the back. No worries. Canoe, kayaks, canoes, whatever, you know, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our final email of the day. And our, that comes to us from Emily. She writes, Hi there. I'm currently carless in Portland, Oregon. Details. My timeline is sooner the better for safety reasons. I could wait until early 2024 if there are significant financial incentives to do so. My budget is around 25000 
primary uses are day-to-day city driving and frequent road trips to the mountains for backpacking slash hiking slash trail running. Would like all-wheel drive and reasonable ground clearance for getting to trailheads. My apartment complex has garbage EV charging, but I will probably move uh, or has uh, sorry has garage <laughs> EV charging, <laughs> but I will probably move in the next year, so car may not may be subject to street parking. Uh, Apple CarPlay would be nice to have. Financial financial considerations. Should I look at leasing? Seventy five hundred dollar tax credit loophole is enticing, but base price for qualifying models seems too high. Uh, Oregon has a EV tax credit of an additional twenty five hundred for twenty twenty three, but that was quickly suspended in May when demand exceeded budget allocations. It remains to be seen whether the uh, program will reopen in twenty twenty four. Would love any advice you have. Thanks, Emily. All right, so Tom, uh, she wants the impossible, basically. Um, and, and also she wrote us in probably, I would, I'm guessing October of 2023. It takes us, we have a bit of, of a backlog of uh, emails we're working through. And so it's already 2024. So that $7,500 tax incentive is not available on a bunch of stuff, but I'm not sure even if it was what there would be that would fit these requirements. So I guess, I don't know, we have to look at what's the next best thing. Yeah, so this is a tough one. Emily, we love you, but um, you're not going to get a new, a new EV, nope. particularly one with all-wheel drive for $25,000. It, it just doesn't exist. Even uh, least. It, yeah, even least. I mean, if you, it, it, you know, if, if you, you're on a very tight budget, if you really want a new EV, see if there's any Chevy Bolt EVs or EUVs out there available. I have a Bolt EV. I love it. There's the Bolt EUVs have a little bit more room. It's going to qualify. It qualifies for the full $7,500 off final tax credit. You can buy a new one off the lot for under $20,000. That's crazy. You know, uh, uh, you have a brand new car. You might have to make some sacrifices. They're not the best at road tripping because they are limited to uh, around 50 kilowatts of DC fast charging. So you're going to, you know, instead of a 20, 30 minute stop, it's going to be a 45 minute stop to recharge. Um, but it'll get you there and you just be a little patient. Other than that, you're looking at a used EV. You know, you have to go out there and see what what is out there. Even at that price, to around twenty five thousand is a struggle to get an all wheel drive vehicle. So, you know, I I know I'm, I'm I'm veering from kind of what you said you wanted. I would search national inventory for a Bolt EUV and buy one of those. Um, I, I I'm telling you, I don't think you'll be you'll regret it. Other than that, uh, you know, just uh, search electric vehicles online by price and see what's going to come in at close to you. If you can get it at 25000 then it qualifies for the used federal tax uh, credit. So now you'll get a little bit of money off of that, but um, you're not going to get anything new for anything close to $25,000. And now with the new, now that we're in 2024, almost no, only there's only 14 BEVs that qualify for the federal tax credit and the Bolt EV and the EUV are the only thing even close to your price range. It, you know, so um, uh, it's a tough one, Emily. I, good luck with that. Um, get a Bolt or a Bolt EV, EUV and you'll be happy. <laughs> so, Martin, do you have any, any, this is a tough one. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to think about what you'll be doing going going up into the trails and backpacking and hiking and uh, trail running and stuff like that. You want some ground clearance, but uh, you want all-wheel drive. Sounds important as well. Just having a look. And and Subaru Solterra starter used $31,000. That's six grand over your budget, I know. But again, it's not a particularly off-roady vehicle, um, by the way. It doesn't charge particularly wonderfully but i think driving a subaru you probably fit in with a few people that you might come you know come across going the other other direction in uh, in that part of the world so there's probably a few subarus around a few foresters and things like that but um that vehicle is you know i don't know sort of five six grand over used seven thousand miles on the clock on the one that i found and yeah again it wouldn't qualify for the used credits but it, it's a tough list that you've given us with that low that, that low bar. There's lots of all-wheel drive, you know, long-range Tesla Model 3s that will be depreciating now. Not really with any kind of ground clearance and stuff like that, although plenty of people have got YouTube videos of them driving up mountains and doing all sorts of crazy stuff in, uh, in Teslas. So they're very capable vehicles. Model Y even used will be out of your price range at the moment. Have a look at have a look at the Subaru if you can stretch to that. You might you might not like the interior. Uh, pretty conventional sort of traditional style of those um in that it might not be to your taste but i'd have a look i like the idea of the of the salt terror uh, i think the actually the off-road system is supposed to be pretty good according to kyle he's had it off road he had a pretty decent looking like the kind of road that you expect to go to a trailhead is but as rough as you know yeah um so looking over first thing that popped in my mind was like a a Volkswagen ID four, like, but nothing. You can't really get one that's in all-wheel drive for uh, even used under twenty-five thousand. It's it would be pretty remarkable to find one of those all-wheel drive under twenty-five thousand. So then you'd be stuck with the not stuck with, but you'd have to go with the rear-wheel drive version of the of the Volkswagen ID four. And there's not many of those out there either, really. Uh, so my my next choice, if you want to, so the I went with Volkswagen because it has 6.8 inches of ground clearance, which is pretty decent. Uh, I think the Chevy Bolt, which uh, Tom was mentioning, is around five and a half inches of ground clearance. So this is a bit better than that. But I would think maybe suggest going with a uh, used Hyundai Hyundai Kona Electric. It's got wireless mm-hmm. CarPlay. It's got 6.7 inches of ground clearance. And uh, you, you can find there's probably some used ones up in your area. Uh, under $25,000 from a dealer, which means that you can k- take advantage of the $4,000 tax credit. So end up down in the, you know, 20 to 21,000 uh, range, you know, which is not a bad place to be, I guess. Um, if your budget is 25 overall. Yeah. So yeah, I think that would be my choice. I'm looking at a few Hyundai's actually from your area, for your in Portland, Oregon. So within a couple hundred fifty miles of you, there's a, you know, one in Beaverton for twenty thousand actually with thirty five thousand miles on it. But then, I kind of like the idea of like a super low mileage or a recent model year. So there's a a twenty one a twenty twenty one Hyundai Kona EV SEL. That's a pretty good spec. Twenty three thousand seven hundred seventy six. So close to the top of your your budget with 22,600 miles. Um, but then again, that's the, got the, gets the $4,000 $4, off tax credit of used vehicles, which is great and help you fit your budget. And that's pretty much what all we can do for you. I think that I don't think there's any really four wheel drive, even used EVs. I have one more mention. Okay. 
This is a wild card, and I don't even know if I recommend it, but I'm going to throw it out there. There are used Jaguar I-Paces oh, in yeah. the low 20s. Yes. I just did a search the other day just, you know, for the heck of it. And in my area, there's like six Jaguar I-Paces used for under 25000 One was like nineteen nine, And I almost I looked at it. I was like, I might just go buy this damn thing like for $20,000 and get the used yeah. uh, EV tax credit. Like I'm, I'm driving like a $90,000 car, $80,000 car. So the only thing that I will say about that is you'll be getting it out of warranty and uh, Jaguars can be expensive to fix. So I know you don't have a big budget, so that could be an issue, but they are incredibly capable all wheel drive vehicles. The I-PACE, is underrated for its off-road capability. It actually is like a freaking truck off-road. It can go through stuff that you would never believe it could. So um, that's my last just, you know, uh, Hail Mary pass into the end zone. Uh, You might want to consider that. You can get one for a good price, and it's a hell of an EV for 20 grand. I'm just looking here, and I found uh, e-trons are now starting under 25 as well. 19 plate, 2019 car. Um, Not overly mild on that, actually. So uh, mileage, it's it's, pretty average stuff. A couple of hundred miles range on that. And, um, yeah, they're starting at under 25 as well now. There's one here sitting in Miami for 24. And look, it's a premium plus. It's a decent spec. It's not crazy miles. If it's been driven around Miami, it's not had any weather on it at all. It's going to get some different weather up where you are. And um, that's, I had no idea. Auto Trader uh, have a, an interesting value tracker where they put, so, I don't know, the last few um, valuations on it I, or something. Like, I don't know how, how it works. I'm not familiar with Auto Trader US website. And um, But a pricing history. And, you know, all of five minutes ago, well, yeah, six months ago, that was a £35,000 a dollar vehicle and uh, now it's a $25,000 vehicle so depreciation's hit that in six months so wow Jaguar I-Pace and Audi e-tron had no idea that would end up we started with like oh what can we possibly suggest two amazing used vehicles wow yeah I'm looking at I'm looking at Jaguars and uh, so I was looking at Jaguars actually recently because I I was saying on on social media that maybe I should take like a a long cross-country trip in a Jaguar I-Pace but they're known they're not known for the reliability um so looking at some, looking at the forms, I, I think, or I said something about it on, on the social media media network, and uh, someone mentioned they had owned one and they would not wish it on their worst enemy. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Even that's in shame. under warranty. <laughs> but then again, I was on the forum and I, and there was you know there was a thread there. Would you recommend a Jaguar I Pace? And there were plenty of owners that had great experiences and said sure, you know. But there was also a fair amount who was like uh, maybe 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 sure it's under warranty or get. You know, an extended warranty. I think warranty is kind of key when it comes to Jaguar I-Pace, basically, is what I'm saying. And I couldn't find any under 25000 like Tom could. I think uh, the lowest I see them is around, there's some in the high 26s, I guess, uh, a couple. But then 27 and 28 is kind of where they really start picking up, uh, getting some choices. And also, of course, if you buy a used vehicle, make sure you check the, uh, if you're looking them up, go down to the check to make sure the uh, the title is good. You can get, you can usually uh, set up the, uh, like at cars.com, you can put, you know, don't accept, don't show any uh, bad titles or whatever, you know, or, or have, have it been in a crash one time, no, no accidents. You want a no accident car, but, but yeah, uh, 
But if you get that Audi, Audi, uh, what you call e-tron, yeah, for twenty-five hundred, that'd be that'd be pretty fantastic, actually. I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anything else before we sign off? That's good. About it. All right. So I guess that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them below or get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Uh, don't forget, if you like the show, click subscribe, tap that bell icon for notification. Please give us some thumbs up. We love those thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Thank you all very much for joining us and we'll see you all again very soon. Ciao.